And even then, people obviously do. Anyway, one of the most interesting filmmakers in the world is Danny Boyle. And it's because I've, I've never seen a filmmaker that I can think of in the modern era that's fluctuated so much because he was a core celeb in the UK under sort of indie film circles for his film Shallow Grave. And I thought it was terrible. And I probably still would. I didn't like it at all. But then he came up with Train Spotting, which was a, a sort of once in a generation movie almost. And then he followed that up with The Beach, which was just atrocious, like his worst film, I would say, by a margin. And since then, it's sort of been a, a continuing up and down thing. I don't know if I'd like 28 Days. I've seen quite a few divergent opinions of it, but Slumdog Millionaire I thought was a masterpiece. I thought it was an incredible use of populist cinema as good as anyone has ever made. And he's probably made half a billion dollars out of a film that nearly went straight to DVD. And his latest film is... An, an in-between film for me was 127 Hours about the guy stuck in a canyon. It got great reviews, but it's one of those films I liked all the way through until it had finished and the credits were rolling and I kind of felt like I didn't really. I kind of felt like it was missing something important um, and I don't really know what that was, but it just felt empty. But his latest film is Trance and it's, um, it's just a directorial exercise in flexing his muscle, which could be great. It's, uh, it's shot and soundtracked in exactly the way you would think. Um, and it's uh, starring James McAvoy, Rosario Dawson, and Vincent Castle, who I think is wonderful and doesn't show up in enough American movies. Uh, I think he might even be married to Monica Bellalucci, which would be reason to hate any man. Um, it stars uh, McAvoy as somebody that works in an auction house, and he is responsible for guarding paintings if there's a robbery and he has to put them in a drop safe and protect these $30 million paintings and he gets caught up in the theft of a painting. During the theft, he's whacked on the head and suffers amnesia, which is a fairly common thing to happen in movies. And that's the interesting concept, I'll give him that, as from that point on, the people that stole the painting want to know where it is, and unfortunately McAvoy can't help them. And here's a clip. From, and from then on, it becomes an Inception-style delve into the psyche as James McAvoy hooks up with hypnotists after, after undergoing some very unpleasantness with the gangsters that want the painting, uh, which leaves McAvoy in a particularly unpleasant state. But then he goes to this hypnotherapist that does this regression technique trying to find what actually happened the day of the robbery? Brilliant premise. It's a great premise. Um, unfortunately, from that point on, things gradually wind down for me. I was uh, I was quite surprised by this film. I thought anything this stylized would be right up my alley, even though it's got mixed reviews so far. But I have to say, I found this amazingly thin given that it had a very interesting psychological premise and the Rosario Dawson psychiatrist character or uh, um, hypnotist or whatever she is in the movie is a fascinating creation and it's an interesting way the movie doesn't actually always embed itself in reality. There's lots of sort of floating around between what may be real and what might not be real Unfortunately, it doesn't do it anywhere near as enough. It's astonishingly thinly written, I felt. Um, James McAvoy here, 
if a lot of people are describing it to a particularly low-rent version of Inception and none of the themes are anywhere near as strong as the themes in that movie, it also reminded me of the James McAvoy movie Wanted as the way that his character is kind of brutalised into this other world that he didn't exactly think he was going to be part of. And the real sad thing is, is it's got a good story. And in the last sort of half hour, what's been bubbling under the surface is all revealed. And it's much more fascinating than I imagined it would be. Yet, by that point, you aren't prepared to give the movie the courtesy of actually engaging in what it's brought up. And it sort of flounders around towards this denouement that involves violence and guns going off and blazes and cars crashing and stuff like that. And by then I'd switched off and it actually has a very potent notion of the story uh, with regards to Rosario Dawson and James McAvoy's character, uh, which is which was actually quite surprising. But it just isn't a strong enough film to carry it. As far as Danny Boyle goes, I think this is a is a minus against him. It's not his worst film, but it's kind of down there. Uh, it's worse than 127 Hours. It looks great, and the music is fantastic by Underworld, or what remains of Underworld at the moment, the UK Dance Act, which may only be one person. But it comes to something when the only thing you can really remember about a movie is Rosario Dawson Naked, which is done very strikingly in the film, and that is by far the most memorable moment of the entire movie. And her character's excellent and her performance is excellent. But McAvoy and Vincent Castle are just so unwritten that they don't seem to really inhabit any world. They just sort of float by like the movie does. And I always think it's a massive test for me when reviewing a movie is, would I like to see it again? And the answer is no. And I was thinking, yeah, this is definitely passable entertainment. But I kind of slightly regretted bothering so four and a half out of five which is one of my lowest review movies of the year sad trance by danny boyle let's hope he does something a little more interesting next time around but he's like baz lerman he's always fascinating with whatever he does although that was being fascinating by being unexpectedly dreary 